listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth. Born in heaven with a silver spoon in their mouth and had everything happen on a silver platter and never had to work hard for nothing. Then there are some people that was born in the opposite world of those that was born in heaven, which is called hell, and had to work hard for everything they got and never had nothing handed to them and never will. I'm only at the age of 10, and life already seems to me like it's heading for a dead end. Cause my mom would be smoking mad crap, my pops went out for a fast snack, and never brought his ass back. Nobody knows how I feel, it's quite ill, cause I had to still fulfill my stomach with a nice meal. Too ashamed to walk the streets, wearing the same cheap sleeves and dirty outfits Louise. Even my holidays got damaged, cause on Christmas I asked Santa for a father and a hot sandwich. I just can't take it uh-huh. And every day I ask myself How will I make it? It seems like my life been close Ever since I was a child And how will I make it? I won't, that's how I walk around with a frown I got no reason to smile And how will I make it? I won't, that's how And your times was rough I had to grow up foul And how will I make it? I won't, that's how I always knew that I'll end up Doing time on the L And how will I make it? I won't, that's how Five years passed by Now I'm at the age of 15 no more fun and games, it's time to get cream Cause I'm about to burst, it's like my life was cursed I went to church, prayed every day and it still got worse Soon I ran into a couple of guns Started stalking the streets, late robbing suckers for funds Now every day I creep with the heat, ain't nothing sweet I rob for meat, if I don't steal I don't eat Then I lost control and started going too far Robbed his brother named you Marvin, got snatched by the blue car Where I grew up it was a living hell Then I started to realize I'm better off in the prison cell now I can sleep, now I can eat Can't hit skins, but I wasn't hitting skins when I was in the street And yo, I just can't take it And every day I ask myself, how will I make it? It seems like my life been cursed ever since I was a child And how will I make it? I won't, that's how I walk around with a frown, I got no reason to smile And how will I make it? I won't, that's how And yo, times was rough, I had Welcome to grow up foul And how will I make it? I Goes Martinez, I'm your guest host Abdul Shahid, and today is the 16th of December, 2017. Thank you for joining me as we continue to reshape the American psyche and to uplift the American spirit to its former greatness. What is the American spirit, and what can we do to reshape the American psyche? To me, the American spirit is the universal desire to be liberated from the maladies created by those who worship or control the material world. Reshaping our psyche is a key aspect to achieving the goals of liberty and freedom, the ideas from which this great nation was forged. Music, to me, is very important. And I wasn't even going to talk about this until I uh, heard the the, the introduction um, song. And I, I, I put that in there because... People don't understand hip-hop and rap music, or music in general, and especially coming from the black community. Not all of it is garbage. But yet, people place that genre of music into stuff that they wouldn't bother listening to. Now, in today's music, I would regard, I regard that sentiment as true. But back in the 90s when that song came out, they got released that record. It, you really 
touched upon the social environment and lifestyle of a, of a young black teen growing up in the ghetto and what that, what that is like. Socially redeeming values can be taken from that song and from music in that era that can really point to the issues we really need to talk about and discuss amongst ourselves, amongst our community, politically, and things can be done. But back to what I really wanted to discuss is what uh, the last few programs I've, I've, I've talked about was about the power of the natural self, of your natural self, and what that represents. And forgetting about the complexities of this world that distract us from our own powers, our own aspirations and ideas. And I believe, in my opinion, if we get back to that, we'll be taking the right step into building a better future for for our country and for the world. Continuing. Reading from a book, Thoughts for Searchers, Seeking to Understand Life, which is the reflection of W. Dean Muhammad, <clears throat> used to be upon him, regarding the ideas of Thomas Paine and his monumental paper called Common Sense. In this book, it says, let us unite on a strength that we are all creatures of five senses, and this is our common excellence, our common life. And what does not gel or does not make sense to our five senses, let us reject it. This was the argument. Mankind uniting upon the power of five senses and identifying their life as one common life. And if they practice the best of their five senses, they will have common sense strong enough to support their cause and their rebellion against authority. Isn't that true today? I would think so. The atmosphere, the political atmosphere and the social atmosphere in America, on one hand, would seem out of control and, and heading on the wrong path, but I don't have that sentiment. I believe that what is happening right now in our society is just the rebirth of common sense and using your five senses. The same great menace that the Founding Fathers faced and triumphed over in their times is exactly the same as it is today, but under different names and idolized looks. Before we continue, if you'd like to share your insight, please call in at 800-313-9443. Again, 800-313-9443. As a brief reminder, this network needs your support. Please go to republicbroadcasting.org and donate whatever you can afford. If you're unable to contribute monetarily, do so verbally. Spread the word about programs you enjoy listening to or call in and share your knowledge and sentiments. Uh, I would like to play a, a six-minute clip, which would tie back into what, 
um, what I previously discussed and uh, the uh, a gentleman named Dr. Staby again, um, I played a clip with, um, explaining why we get sick and to uh, continue this um, brief conversation, I'll play another clip uh, with Dr. Staby. He was on a show called The Rock Newman Show. I don't know if that show exists anymore, but it's an excellent show and an excellent interview um, style that he has. Um, but here's he's discussing his Supreme Court case in New York in which he was charged with practicing medicine without a medical license. Uh, so it's a Dr. Sabi. Um, if you can, let's uh, run that quick. With this, because there might be some folks out there that are looking in here and they're saying, well, how did you learn to do these things, one? And I would, I would say, and I think we have something that we'll end up showing on the screen here, um, regarding in... 1979, I think it was, uh, you were uh, uh, you were charged in New York City with practicing medicine without a license. You were ultimately charged, indicted, and taken before the New York Supreme Court. And I would advise my viewers who might be questioning your authenticity, that you won that case. Now, what were the... So the charge was practicing medicine without a license and claiming that you had a remedy to cure AIDS, cancer, and diabetes. So the question is, how did you win that case against what some people say are the toughest prosecutors in the land? Well, it was 19, it was 1987. 87, not 79, 87. The 10th of February. Okay. My mother knew they were coming. When I told my mama that I had cured my 13 AIDS patient, she said, they're going to get you. They're going to get you. So let me stop you there. You said I cured my 13 AIDS patients. Yeah. So you had 13 patients yeah. who had AIDS. Yeah. And then you say cured. you cured them. Sure. Keep talking. So my mother said, they're going to get you. I said, but mom, why are they going to get me? Because you must remember that you live in a society that support a certain philosophy and a certain system. You being the color that you are, black, and then you're going against the grain, they're going to get you. So when I'm in my office on February the 10th, here come the detectives. You are charged with practicing medicine without a license, selling product not approved by the FDA, and claiming to cure AIDS and other diseases. Mm -hmm. I said, yes. Well, you are making a fraudulent claim. I asked the detective, how do you know that? Because you were advertising in newspapers. Of course. I advertised in the Village Voice, the Amsterdam News, and the New York Post. And you were telling people in your, through your advertising that you can cure AIDS, sickle cell, lupus, herpes, blindness, diabetes, paralysis, and others. Uh -huh. Okay, so they come knocking on the door and... and so knock on my door and took me to jail. But the funny thing about it, I was happy. I was very, very extremely happy. When everybody in my office was crying, 
I was happy because my mama told me they were coming. And I knew that I had sufficient evidence to prove my position. Not only scientifically, empirically, historically, and whatever way they would like, desire. So, while I was in jail, I'm saying, I wonder what defense they would have against me. Yeah. I would like to know. <clears throat> but I didn't blame the Attorney General, Mr. Robert Abrams. Mm -hmm. Because why should he accept from me the statement that I cure AIDS and sickle cell yeah. and blindness yeah. when no one else has ever made those claims? Mm -hmm. The man had a right to arrest me, but he was making a mistake. So I'm sitting in jail, and I'm happy. When I got out of jail and I began to, when I went in front of the judge, I asked three questions. And they were? They were, Your Honor. You defended yourself? Of course I did. Okay. Your Honor, is it a fact that the Holy Bible teaches that the herbs are for the healing of the nations? She said, yes. Is it a fact? That science shows that the human body is carbon-based. And to complement a carbon-based body, you must have a carbon-based substance to complement it. Because the body only accepts a substance through the process of chemical affinity. Mm -hmm. Chemical affinity is important. It's an electrical transport. Chemical affinity. Okay. The body could only accept what it is made of, mm -hmm. not something new or alien to it. Mm -hmm. Last question. Your Honor, is it a fact that the father of medicine, Mr. Hippocrates, the man that established the principle of medical science today, cured every disease known to man? Did he use herbs or chemicals? She said, herbs. I said, thank you very much. I rest my case. Okay. Go ahead. So I understood that the state were unprepared to defend itself. Mm -hmm. They were unprepared because in the past there was 2,781 cases that came before the Supreme Court and lost. Yeah. I won. Yeah. Not only did I prove scientifically, but I had the diagnostic sheets, and I do have them today. Uh -huh. And I do diagnostic sheets didn't come from me. They came from their school, their American credit, accredited, medical accredited school. Were, did I read it correctly where there was some requirement okay. for you to actually bring patients, a, a patient into court from each of those maladies and that you brought multiple patients in court who, one, testified themselves and that you had medical, medical records, one, showing that they were victims of the disease and then showing that it had been cured by one doctor and then a second doctor verifying what the first doctor had said. Yes. We have to remember this, that... Whenever you make a statement that goes against the grain, you better be prepared. Mm -hmm. You better be prepared. The judge said 
that I had to bring one of every okay. patient that I had cured. So, this this Doctor Sebi clip is is very important, and I, I want I, I want to uh, I want you guys to really look into his work and what he was talking about because he was simply talking about exactly what I've been talking about. Us getting back to what we know to be true, which is that we are a product of na- of this nature of this world. And um, to back up what I what I say in regards to what we need to do in order to change our environment, and our society, which is you know focusing on our on our health and getting healthy, that is the number one thing we can do if you want to change and affect what's going on in our world. And to, for example, the top lobbying. Um, in this country, and this is from OpenSecrets.org, and this is this is published. This is government. This is a public record, so anybody can find this out. So, within the the, the top twenty lobbying industries, not one of them has to deal with your natural health. And at sitting at number fifteen is education. Right? But I guess you could put that in there if you really wanted to. And you talk about educating yourself. That's uh, how much do they spend. Um, $57 million for education. That's at number 15. So the top firms, lobbying firms, these are the people who take their money and spend it. These are the ones who make a policy, basically. Basically, okay? The top firm, pharmaceuticals, health products. Number one, $208 million. What's number two? The insurance companies, $117 million spent in those industries lobbying your government, the government that you pay for, I'm sorry, the government that robs you and pays for research and subsidies for these companies and these firms. Number 15 is education. Number four, oil and gas. Number seven, hospital nursing homes. Number eight, healthcare professionals. Number 14, health services, HMOs. Millions of dollars. These are the ones that are dictating your health. So if you break that cycle of where you have a government entity that are sponsoring bills created by these industries, that are affecting your everyday life and your health, your well-being, your liberty, your freedom. That is, to me, plain and simple. You see it. Now, I I was reading a book. um, It's called uh, The Governing Crisis, uh, Media, Money, and Marketing in American Elections by W. Lance Bennett. And this came out in the Clinton era, era. If people remember that era, it was it was the frantic, fanatic era for politics. And uh, I came across this section. I have to pull it up here that I think is is very revealing um, to the state um, that we are facing because um, politics. If people, whether they like it or not, rule their lives. 
and the stuff that these guys come up with really affect where we're going, where we're taking our society. Okay. Fly this here. I apologize. I wasn't even going to talk about this, but I figured why not. So it says in here, here is how symbol addiction works. People become frightened, angry, and preoccupied with symbolic issues that seem so real and threatening, yet the failure of government to solve the problems leaves people empty and discouraged. Only more symbols can temporarily relieve these emotional downswings even if those symbols ultimately prove to be disconnected from real solutions as well. Images of besieged society create a fortress mentality in which the good bearers retreat behind the castle walls awaiting the daily supply of symbolic reassurance to calm their fears about the state of siege outside. Is that not true today? When we come back, we'll continue on this idea. Go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell them that God's gonna cut them down, tell them that God's gonna cut them down. Host the National Intel Report on RBN to offer a platform to interview exceptional guests to provoke critical thought and examine evidence, whether real, fake, or somewhere in between, and allow our audience to call in and participate with your input and questions in order to help us all reach an educated decision and arrive at our own truth. Our world has changed. It's now been turned on its head. Real is now considered fake, and mainstream fake is now pushed as real, rather than than any any clear clear thinking, thinking, consensus, consensus or or rationale. Those few remaining beacons of light, the ones still shining through the mainstream media lies, propaganda, and deception, are being viciously attacked at every level through attempts at censorship, threatening advertisers, jailing hosts, and even killing journalists brave enough to speak the truth to you. We are in a war for our very freedom and existence, and through these despicable acts, freedom haters, collectivists, and communitarians have shown they will stop at nothing to blot out these last few beacons of light. Truth is becoming increasingly more difficult to unmask, just as the term unmasking itself is spoken by those usually anonymous sources. They promote their lies, wishing to mask the truths by ignoring it, vilifying it, or conspiratorializing it into a black hole abyss. Regrettably, RBN has reached the tipping point, and through internal audit and actuarial review, it has now been determined that the only life raft of survival to this network is to go the way of PB. that a mysterious force is loose somewhere in outer space. The mysteries of creation are there. Up in the sky? Up in the sky. The moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. 
And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. Shall bring disaster to evil factors Demonic chapters shall be captured by kings Through the storms of days after And to the earth from the sun Through triple darkness to blast you With a force that can't be compared To any firepower For its mind power shared The brainwave causes vessels to circulate Like constellations reflect at night Off the lake Word to the father and mother earth Seek an everlasting life through this hell For what it's worth Look, listen and observe And watch another sea cycle pulling my peeps to the curb Heed the words, it's like ghetto-style proverbs The righteous pay a sacrifice to get what they deserve Cannot afford to be confined to a cell Brainwaves swell, turning the desert to a well Experience the best teacher Fox will spray like street sweepers Little daddy street preacher, illustrious feature Narrator you select, accompanied by deck Plus the DJ you respect The seven and a half combined over the front line The ten percenters promoting slam They're in the airtime. Bear in mind, jewels be the tools of the trade. Sharp blades, heavenly praise, and dues are paid. Above the crowds, above the clouds. Welcome back to American Honor with Gord Martinez. I'm your guest host, Abdul Shaheed. Today, 16th of December, 2017. I just wanted to read a quick paragraph again from the same book um, regarding our our political climate. And um, Uh, It says, uh, the grand problems and promises that inspire and ignite a people are ignored in favor of low-cost, manageable symbols. Prayer, abortion, race. That discourage and divide. Lower-powered groups, the poor, the minorities, the elderly, are eased out of the political picture. Society becomes an awkward place in which public life finds desperate groups moving uneasily around each other. Sounds like what's going on right now with Antifa and that nonsense and the people who want to fight that silliness with more silliness. Doesn't even make sense. Um, thank you for holding. I got a caller, Joe in Wisconsin. What's on your mind? Hello. Can you hear me all right, Abdul? I can. Yes, sir. Cool, man. Um, I just love this topic. Uh, freedom, uh, you know, taking care of one's health. And I love how you equate the two to, to, you know, be like the biggest thing that each of us can do. Um, I totally feel the same way. You know, I can just kind of like talk about my own life and my own experiences. But, you know, growing up, it was like I saw the programming that was like, you know, your genetics are this way, so you're going to die of a heart attack. And that's just my fate. That's what's going to happen. You know, and that was something I saw from my father. And then I watched my grandma, you know, get diagnosed with cancer and go through chemo and just this strong mid 50 year old woman just become weaker than my great grandma who lived to be 102 and and it was just like pretty eye-opening and and then my own experiences with you know going to the doctor and the doctor being like okay you need this pill because you're turning 14 and you're going to start to get acne and then it was like the second I started taking the pill I got acne (laughs) and then and that was just like and then you know, going for allergy stuff, and it was like, oh, you need this pill, or, you know, take this nasal spray, and every time I would use this stuff, like, I felt crappier. It was like, I'm not going to keep taking this. I didn't want to keep taking that. 
And then I, you know, would watch infomercials and it was, it didn't matter if the person was 30, 40, 50, 60. It was like, I'm in the best shape of my life. And I was like looking at the guy who was 60 and I was thinking to myself, like, I want to figure that out by the time I'm 30. Like, I don't want to be 60 and just feeling that way at that time in my life. You know, if, if that's already a point in someone's life, like, great. Yeah, get after it. Um, you know, one of the biggest takeaways I had was, Every seven years, we recreate every cell in our body. So whoever we want to decide to become, you know, it's totally possible as long as we just start the compound effort effect of getting there. You know, and it's not guaranteed that it'll even happen in seven years. You know, it could take 15, 20 years because, you know, little habits build little better habits and little habits build little better habits. And, and that's just basically been my experience, you know, Everybody's saying. So, Joel, let, me ask, let, me, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something, yeah. Joel. When, when, what age were you when you finally realized you got like, hold on, you, you took a step back from the ideas or the advice you're getting about drugs or certain things you should be doing to be healthy. When, how old were you when you finally took a step back and said, hey, look, let me look at this from my own perspective. Let me gain my own knowledge about what I'm being told. What, what, what age group or age were you then? Uh, late 20s, 27, 26, mm-hmm. mid-20s, I guess, 26, 27. I probably, I probably also, started to become aware when I was 26, and I started doing my own research more so when I was 27 and 28. And that's when I just began really experimenting with myself, like, um, in terms of, you know, trying alternative natural things that people suggest are, are possibilities of ways to feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things, you know, you keep looking at these people who feel really, really good and you just see what they're doing. And it's like, you know, other people are like, oh, that's not possible. You can't do that. But then you look at their life and it's like, well, they're not doing any of those things. So why would they feel good? You know, I think I'm going to listen to the person who's doing it and they say they feel good. Like, I'm going to try that and see if I feel good. And there's not like, I found that there's no one way, right? Like, we're all different. Right. We all have a little bit you know, differences that make some things good for some of us and some things different for others. Um, mm-hmm. But I found that there was a lot of commonalities of things that, like, 80% of the population was deficient in. Yeah. You know, and it was like, okay, let me start with some of these things and start start treating myself in those manners and, and see if I start to feel better. And the, I think the common thing here is is that especially for me, once I, you know, my brothers were always into that, the, the natural, like, I wouldn't say always, when it, when it got into their 20s or so, something like that, when they started really being into being healthy and, and weightlifting and, and taking and taking things in their body that made sense, um, it was like a light being turned on. I, just, I saw one at a time, bing, 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 and it got to me, and it was like, bam, okay, wow, this is what I'm really supposed to be doing with my life and my health. And everything outside of that really doesn't matter. And like honestly, uh, for example, I had a, I was having a, a discussion with my uh, with my coworker last night, uh, Mr. Selma Nelson Selma from, uh, uh, and we talked about why society, especially the laws, are so crazy and against like health and and natural things. Like the laws are designed, especially when it comes to healthcare are designed to suppress 
what is already in nature, the beneficial things in nature that we can grow or or produce ourselves because we obviously are, are natural products of this world. So um, it, the discussion led to, I, I was like, there's three things that, that we all should commonly understand and know and unite, and unite upon. And, and regardless if you're a Democrat, Republican, black, white, orange, green, purple, any color of the spectrum, three things. And, this, and these are three things true for every living, breathing thing on this planet. We need water, clean water to drink. We need food, clean food to eat. Number three, we need clean air. Three things, okay? Now, can any can you disagree with those three things? I don't know your political background, Joe, but can you disagree with those three things? We need do we need do we need those three things? I would just like to add to those three things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think we need we need good sunshine. Um, Absolutely. We need we need good sleep. Absolutely. And and we need consistent good regular movement. Right. But but in general, those 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 are the things we need to survive. Like we can't discount that. I I want a scientist or a lawyer to tell me that I don't need air to breathe or I don't need water to drink or I don't need food to eat to live. Now, don't get me wrong. They're trying to create in the lab those very things, those GMO products, those plastic products that we can so-called consume, like McDonald's hamburgers that, that don't decay forever or their fries that don't decay at all. You've seen that project. You're like, oh, my God, that what's really going on? So, I mean, yeah. so, so my, I guess the point I'm trying to make is is that we all need to take a step back in our own lives and realize what's most important. The only way we survive and exist are with those things you just mentioned. We all can have that common ground. Let's not talk about North Korea and Russia and and the next political, you know, uh, sexual harassment story or whatnot. None of that stuff really matters to me. I don't think that makes my life better or or I feel more liberated when I discuss things that don't matter in my life and people are fighting over these things. Like, that's right. all nonsense. It's just, it's, it's just a mental stress. You know, it, it's, 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 divi- it's designed to divide us. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's designed to occupy our mind so that we're not, you know, fulfilling our purpose and, uh, you know, just doing what's necessary and living stress-free and enjoying our local community and what's happening. Totally agree with you. Now, now let me ask you something, too, Joe, um, quickly. Um what is the atmosphere around you? What is your environment like? Are, are, are there people around you that are supporting those ideas that you have about your, your health and, and your natural rights for freedom and liberty and, and wanting to control your own destiny or have a say in it? Um, what's the environment like? Are there, do you have people in your life that are rejecting you in that sense? Like, oh, I don't want to talk to Joe about that because he's talking like this or he has this idea even though they would have been your closest, best friends. What's your environment like right now in your life? Well, I went from owning and running a bar to, you know, thinking that I knew all of this healthy information because I started to get a master's in natural health. And so let's just say that when most of my friends heard me starting to talk about healthy things, 
they were like, what does this guy know about being healthy? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like most people like really get tired of, of, you know, hearing kind of even like what I'm implementing on myself and the experiences that I'm having. Um, I would say there's more curiosity um, mm-hmm. than, than, you know, like negativity towards me. Um, but a lot of the times, I guess, I feel like there's a lot of whispers behind closed doors. You know, I think people feel mm-hmm. very judged because I'm very passionate about the decisions that I've made. Um, and in reality, like, those that do know and those that don't do don't know. So, you know, whatever. I don't care. Everybody gets to make their own choices. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right? Um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely lots of pushback. Um, mm-hmm. and, and being in the Midwest, it's, you know, there's a lot of people that have really bought into, you know, the mainstream narrative. Um, they, they believe they want to trust their doctors and they know their doctors and yeah, doctors are great people. I mean, they're just like you and me, they're people at the same time, Mm -hmm. like, you know, their, their education system in a lot of cases hasn't even taught them to think for themselves, you know, in the area of like vaccinations and stuff like that, like most of those doctors will tell you to get the flu shot because mercury is no longer in it. And it's like, did you read the ingredients? Mm -hmm. Like mm-hmm. unless it says unless it says eliminated on the package, there's mercury mm-hmm. somewhere in the process of creating that vaccine. Mm-hmm. And, and like, the kicker, um, the kicker, Joe, the kicker to that statement is is that you can ask your doctor who's giving you a vaccine if they give that vaccine to their children or the people in their lives. They'll tell you flat out no to your face. I bear witness to it. Um, yep. so I have an example. I, I, do you have do you have any children, Joe? No, I do not. Okay, so I, I, I have a son. He's he's four, but, you know, they, they want you to go through the process of getting them um, vaccinated and stuff like that. You know, day one, you should have seven vaccines. Day two of his life, you should have ten. Day seven, you should have 40 and all this nonsense, right? So uh, yeah. son, I, I will admit he, 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 he does have a couple vaccinations, but not by my choice. They stole my son out of my wife's hands and took them back to the back room somewhere without our knowledge and i'm guarantee you we're shooting them up guarantee you but wow. anyways um i guarantee you this is what they do we're dealing with a mafia we're not dealing with 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 uh real people we're dealing with a mafia but anyways um it was like his uh two-month checkup or whatever it was and, you know, my wife's like, uh, you know, do you want to go? You know, I know you don't like going to the doctor, blah, 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 because, you, you know, you're anti-doctor vaccine. I'm like, I'm not anti-doctor vaccine or whatever. Um, to, uh, just be this up for a while. We get there, and this lady is pushing a hepatitis C vaccine for my son. You know, hepatitis A, I remember it was hepatitis A, well, whatever, hepatitis vaccine, right? And I'm thinking to myself, like, I used to be in the healthcare industry, and I know what why they would take hepatitis vaccines is because, you know, the dangers of, of that disease in, in, in the elderly is, is common and you can get stuck by a needle, blah, 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 trying to scare tactics. But anyways, uh, they're like, yeah, your son is due for, for the hepatitis vaccine. I'm like, no, we're not going to do any vaccines today at all. And definitely not the hepatitis vaccine. And I was like, because why would my son need a hepatitis vaccine? She goes, well... Just in case he might pick up poop or something like that and eat it, 
and you know it could it can be spread like that and you can get it like that and i looked at her with my head cocked completely to the side and with my eyes wide open and i told her like my son would not eat poop he will not eat some of the kids poop so he would not get hepatitis I, then i asked her do you would you give your son or your child the hepatitis vaccine she told me in my face no I was like, wow, how can you push that on me, but then you won't give your own children these types of shots? And so it, was a, it wasn't a heated debate. You know, I was calm, but I was more direct. You know, my wife doesn't like that, but I was more direct. And the lady's like, oh, that's fine, then. You don't have to, blah, blah, blah. But she was trying to make it a mandatory push for my son to get a, a hepatitis vaccine shot, which is absolutely crazy. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah, nuts. So I mean, it, it, I mean, like, and that's where they're just not looking at the science. Like, when you look at the alternative side of it, and you like look at the scientists who are like bringing to light the bad science of vaccines. You know, they're not saying vaccines are bad. They're saying the process at which we're doing this is flawed, and we're putting a bunch of crap in these things, and we don't even know what that's going to do in the long term. And then they're showing the science that's done, and they're showing the science on the good side of it. That's where, like, some people just aren't reading it. They just, you know, it's like the telephone game. Like, it's all okay. and <laughs> mm-hmm. They just keep telling that what, story. What, what about the, the, the uh, advertising that we see and uh, the commercials we see promoting these drugs? And then right there in the commercial, they'll tell you it may cause death, like, right, right there. In a commercial, you mean, you mean the the side effects of the drugs possibly? Sure, sure. Takes yeah. up longer parts of the that. commercial than the commercial itself. Right, but in the commercial itself, it's happy people, families kissing each other, going to the park. Uh, you know, as happy as they can be. But you know, all that feel good <laughs> brain programming. All that feel good brain programming. Sure, sure. Uh, any other final points you want to make, Joe, before we um, continue? Um, well, kind of that, that was interesting, the clips you were playing earlier with the the guy from Herbs and stuff like that, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, I guess, I, you know, there's three books that I read that I found to be really powerful. Um, one of them was Eat Wheat, and it came out this at the beginning of this year. And it kind of goes through how we reset our our digestive process, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, we got to get our lymph flowing and we got to get our bile flowing and then we can start to heal our stomach acid. And when our stomach acid is healthy, then our bile is healthy. When our bile is healthy, our lymph is healthy. So it, like, shows mm-hmm. this process of, like, you know, what physically we need to do. And then um, our, another book was the Tao the Tao of Rejuvenation, or the Rejuvenation of Tao. I think it was the Rejuvenation of Tao. And in that book, they talked about, you know, how all of these different herbs that are out there and how they relate to different functions within the body. And they said that as we Mm -hmm. age and we get 30 and 40 and 50, we basically want to be consuming more of these herbs every single day to the point where we're, like, eating 30 to 50. You know, and it's not like a, a lot. It's like, you know, half a teaspoon, a teaspoon. Sure. Um, which, you know, for a long time I was always really afraid to mix a bunch of herbs because I was worried mm-hmm. about 
you know, like they have side effects just like pharmaceutical pills do. And, and that was what I was always told. But then as I kept doing more and more research, I found that was true more about the extract. You know, the extract would mm. be the more powerful medicinal part of the herb versus like the whole plant of the herb. And, mm-hmm. and I was like, that was a massive game changer for me. Um, mm. And then the third book, I'm totally drawing a blank on the, on the title of it, but the point in, that the book was making was that it was more about um, our emotional health, too. Like, not everything is physical, like in eat wheat. And you can't just always, like, eat a bunch of herbs to make things better. Like, there's a lot of things mm-hmm. that happen to us emotionally that will take right. that energy and, like, store it someplace in the body. And then the mm-hmm. mindset of how we heal, you know, some people had... Uh, in the cases in the book, it was like they had HIV, and Dr. Norman Sheely, who was the founder of the American Holistic Medical Association, he was like, you know, if you just do these simple things, you can heal yourself. And that patient was like, seriously? And mm-hmm. he was like, yeah. And he healed. And then there would be other people with, like, way less extreme situations than HIV, and they would look at Dr. Sheely and they'd be like, I can't do that. And they would pretty much you know, die relatively shortly after that. <laughs> and it was just, like, right. mind-boggling, like, how much our mindset impacted, you know, if you can just consistently start to do things that are, like, eating cleaner, paying attention to clean water, eating, eating food with real-life energy force, right, versus, mm-hmm. like, that fake stuff that you referenced earlier. There's, there's just no life force to that. Mm, and, great point. you know, those those... Those three big things in terms of, you know, kind of our physical aspect of it, you know, how to be super nutritional in that aspect of it, and then, you know, paying attention to the mind and, and making it stress-free where we, we create it to be easy. Like, I think those, those are all really important. Well, Joe, you're such a great caller. Do you mind if I hold you over for, for the last 10 minutes of the program so we can continue this, this discussion? Because I think it's very important because I, I don't know – your background, your lifestyle, and stuff like that, and, and you called in, and I thank you for the call. Uh, I, I know because the subject that I speak about isn't as sensational and and isn't so radical, and and, and it may turn people off. But for for the ones that that are listening, um, you know, this conversation is important because here I am speaking about something. I have a caller call in to talk about his own experience and what he uh, has seen in his life and 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 understood. Um, um, what, what what this is all about really and then it's about his own freedom of a choice and his and his and his his own understanding of how the game works because really this is the game and I, and I have an example that I would like to uh, uh, give out there and I want to I want your um, um, take back um, there's this, this this gentleman I that I was associated with um, a chiropractor here in Minnesota um, who is uh, unfortunately I believe in jail right now in a federal prison for um, uh, diversifying his business. And his business, like I said, he's a chiropractor, was natural homeopathic remedies to your physical ailments. And as we know that the the experts, the chiropractors, they they deal with your spine and everything that's, you know, really the whole body. And, and, And they know how in tune everything in your body is. So if your neck hurts in one place, and you might have nerve damage, and it might affect another place, might affect your numbness or your feelings in your hands, blah, 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 so on and so forth. 
But uh, this is a case that just happened recently, and this and this guy actually went to uh, to see him um, to get adjusted because I was in the car accident. I told him my car, my neck and back. I guess I got some discs that are compounded and all this craziness. But anyways, I went to him. And it was smart to go his see a chiropractor. Absolutely. So, but 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 so the thing was is that when I got in the accident, the first thing that came on the scene was the ambulance, obviously, to take me to the hospital to give me some sort of, you know, pain relief and whatever, blah, 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 blah. So that was the first aspect. That's the first thing they did. So I was like, I rejected it. I said, no, I'm going to actually go to a chiropractor and get diagnosed by him and then follow that sort of treatment. Okay, so make to make this long story short, um, shortly after I got treatment for him, he was charged with uh, tax fraud and, not tax fraud, mail fraud and some um, scamming something. I, I'll have to look it up to, to give you the exact thing. But anyways, um, so the, he is prosecuted along with 20 other chiropractors and, and homeopathic people. And I was wondering, like, why, what, what, what was he doing that was against the law federally that would allow him to go to jail for practicing and growing and expanding his business um, and using strategies to help his business out? And um, it dawned upon me that the only reason why the federal government will come in is because it is affecting their bottom dollar, their bottom line, because they are in bed with the insurance company. They are in bed with, 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 with the, the healthcare industry. So it's one big cycle. You get in an accident, you have to have insurance. So you get in an accident, insurance tells you what? Okay, you go to the doctor. What does the doctor do? Doctor gives you the pills that are provided by the pharmaceutical company that gives kickbacks to these doctors that prescribe these pills. So now you are a person, a consumer that is addicted on on pain pills and medication provided by a pharmaceutical company that does not cure you, does not make you any better. So you're just stuck in this vicious cycle of, of pain and misery and dealing with that the healthcare industry. So the reason they went out after these chiropractors was because they were affecting the bottom line. Now, in the state of Minnesota, there's a no-fault insurance or no-fault policy where you can take twenty up to twenty thousand dollars and bill out up to twenty thousand dollars for services rendered other than uh, you know the pharmaceutical or the doctors. You can take take up to twenty thousand dollars. So what the government was saying is that they devised a so-called scheme and using what they what the government call runners, which is just people, to solicit uh, um, um, services to 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 the people who got injured. So basically, what the government was saying was they were paying people to take uh, people that they know and bring them to his office to uh, render services. But when we get back, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down a little bit more. Then I want you to comment on that. Okay? Sounds good. Sounds good. Be back in a minute. Tired of being lied to by mass media? It's growing more and more apparent today that news is received less and less through standard media outlets. Even with a growing audience every day, RBN is beginning to direct more efforts into social media. Social media and the use of the Internet is fast becoming the primary source of people for news, regardless of demographic. RBN has set out to provide some of the best news on the Internet through republicbroadcasting.org and also has begun to use the tools to our advantage by way of social media. 
Public Broadcasting is now operating a Facebook page to function as yet another avenue to have our collective voice reach new audiences across not only America, but across the globe as well. The Facebook page features not only news, but also an RBN player to listen to our broadcast. Get involved by visiting Facebook.com slash Republic Broadcasting and liking our page and share it with your friends and family because you can handle the truth. Do you know there is an ongoing war right here in America? Are you aware that U.S. citizens have been classified as enemies of the state since 1933? Have you recognized that our entire government is really a vast network of interlocking corporations engaged in commerce? Look up Title 28, Section 3002. Tune in to In Defense of Humanity on Saturday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Find out what's really going on and learn how to protect yourself and your family as flesh and blood men and women living in a corporate reality. Okay, nurse, let's get this man to the ER, stat. Right away, doctor. We see this every day. Heart attack or angina pain due to blocked and clogged arteries. Chelation can remove obstructions or blockages from arteries and help avoid painful and expensive surgery. Now there's Angioprim. It's a liquid oral chelation product that you take with juice. You start to feel the results fast. Angioprim increases blood flow all over the body, and that means more energy and strength to take on the day with less aches and pains. 60 years of research has gone into chelation, and Angioprim is the result. A safe and easy way to unblock your veins and arteries from buildup that slow circulation. Paging Dr. Jones, please report to the emergency room right away. Log on now for a special radio offer from Angioprim. That's angioprim.com slash radio. A-N-G-I-O-P-R-I-M. Angioprim.com slash radio or call 877-882-7221. That's 877-882-7221. Thursday, 
But the point I wanted to make here is, is that here they are talking about a, a fraud scheme. Now, if anybody, if people know anything about the healthcare and about uh, insurance and chiropractors, chiropractors bill out their services to the insurance companies. That's how they get paid for their services. Okay, so it's not fraudulent to bill the insurance company about services rendered to to to, to uh, patients, and for the government to dictate what how much services needed or required for a patient to get healthy is insane. But this is the laws that that we deal with. Uh, what do you think about this about that case? Um, I I think the you know big pharma uses uses the government um, to kind of do its its dirty work, so to speak. I guess. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it just it reminds me of like almost like the documentary doctor about Doctor Bruinsky. You seen that on Netflix? I haven't seen that. I have to look that look that up. Um, it's more about it's more about a, a you know a specific type of cancer treatment than even necessarily like this more holistic way of going about it. But you know it's for it's about a very specific type of cancer, and you know basically if you get this cancer you're dying. And mm-hmm. so his patients though with his treatments, and I think they were more hormone based. Um, I don't recall mm-hmm. exactly. It's been a while since I saw the the documentary, but you know. The the FDA kept coming after him, and he kept having to haul his patients into court. And they were like, "I don't know where my life would be without this guy." And it wasn't necessarily that they were like, you know, being cured by any means, but they were giving Mm -hmm. given so much more life than they would have been compared to anybody else who was choosing traditional treatments, Mm -hmm. right? And, and it's mm-hmm. pretty powerful uh, how they show, you know, just the, the big money side of it going after somebody who's having success and taking away patients. So that's not even mm-hmm. using the alternative care as an example, like, like you were talking about with the chiropractor. Um, mm-hmm. there's, another, there's another documentary called Bought, and, and mm-hmm. it really shows how hard... The chiropractic associations have fought the, the medical establishment, like legally, mm-hmm. like going after all mm-hmm. those things. And it's been pretty mind-blowing. Well, well, so that is the precedent right there. It, it's already established that the government says, we'll tell you what to eat, what to say, and what to think. We've gotten so far away from our own freedom and to have to think that we need a government to tell us how to live our lives how to get healthy and by the means to which we achieve that. Now, Joe, I appreciate the call. Uh, you're a great caller, and I appreciate you tuning in and listening today. Uh, everybody have a, have a, have a, a good night and, and a wonderful weekend. Thank you. The revolution will not be brought to you by the shape of a war theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen. Without the right accessories, any guy can be off the mark. Whether you've invested thousands in your arsenal or you own a single trusted firearm, a visit to aroutfitting.com is in order. It's one of the finest online selections of tactical optics and AR parts and add-ons, like EOTech, quick target acquisition with no peripheral loss. Browse the full range of Nikon scopes and binoculars. AirOutfitting.com can illuminate your world with streamlight gun-mounted lights from keychain to large handhelds up to 1,100 lumens. Find some stability with Battenfield Tactical Bipods. AirOutfitting.com has CMMG gun parts, barrels, assemblies, handguards, part kits, and more. 
plus magful clips and magazines. I know I've got you excited, so take a breath, head to aroutfitting.com. The site's super easy to navigate and features a ton of technical info, including links to manuals. We also welcome vendor and manufacturer inquiries. Remember, if you don't see it, we can get it at aroutfitting.com.